TikTok hacked, will I finally not have to like for part two? Cloudflare blocks site access, who's really in charge? LG is making NFTs for TVs, it's art, so you just wouldn't understand. T-Mobile lies to customers, no shock there, and California passes a bill that makes the internet safer for youth, but at what cost? It's Wednesday, September 7th, and this is The Brew House. If you didn't notice, and of course many of you didn't, there wasn't a show on Monday. And it's a great show. I sat down and talked to Tori Proctor about how he's using VR to change the landscape for high school age kids. It's a great interview, but there's a problem. Echo. I've tried everything to get the Echo out. I decided I'm going to release it with the Echo anyways. It's not unlistenable, but you have to be prepared for it. The stuff we talk about is so interesting and good. I'm once again disappointed in my microphone setup and I will be taking action to fix it because it is so much fun to just sit there and get to talk to people about things they're interested in. Anyways, that episode will be released on Friday, and as far as next week, I'm going to do my best. The Clay County Fair starts, and I run the Spencer ATV uh, Core Funnel Cake Stand, so it's early mornings and sometimes late nights. I might not have enough time to record, but I'm going to do my best. Now, on to the show. TikTok, the short video messaging platform uh, that forces you to like for part two, is denying that they were hacked after what appears to be a database dump leaked online over the weekend. The hackers claim to have stolen 2 billion records and 790 gigabytes of data, Maureen Shanahan said to The Verge, We have confirmed that the data samples in question are publicly accessible data and are not due to the compromise of TikTok systems, networks, or databases. And we do not believe users need to take any proactive actions, and we remain committed to the safety and security of our global community. Troy Hunt said it on Twitter, This is uh, so far pretty inconclusive. Some data matches production info, albeit publicly accessible info. Some data is junk, but it could be non-production or test data. It's a bit of a mixed bag so far. I did see some of the data, and it does appear to be laid out in database format, so it's hard for me to know if it's directly from a database or scraped from the website. What is interesting here is that WeChat, the Chinese WhatsApp, uh, that's definitely 100% does not spy on users, was also hacked alongside TikTok. It is strange that two independent Chinese companies had a dual hack and release at the same time. Something suspect there. I just can't put my finger on it. Cloudflare, the DDoS protection and website hiding service, has blocked access to Kiwi Farms on Saturday after saying that it would not block the site earlier in the week. So what changed? Specific targeted threats over the past 48 hours, said Chief Executive Officer Matthew Prince. This is an extraordinary decision for us to make given that Cloudflare's role as an internet infrastructure provider, a dangerous one that we are not comfortable with, Prince said. While we believe it would be appropriate as an infrastructure provider, for us to wait for legal process, in this case, the imminent emergency threat to human life, which continues to escalate, uh, causes us to take this action. Now, if you don't know anything about uh, Kiwi Farms, it's a well-known underground, uh, well-known underground, it's a doxing and harassment platform. But what I find interesting is how Pr- Price uh, describes his company. He called his business an internet infrastructure provider. Why? Would sites not function if Cloudflare didn't exist? Let me shortly explain what Cloudflare does for its users not familiar. When you set up a website, uh, you make an entry with your DNS provider. So something that says brewhouseusa.com and it's pointed at the IP address 63250.43.5. Your computer uses this number to connect to the site. Think of a DNS as a phone book. Name to number. What Cloudflare allows you to do is enter their IP address as the number to access its to access. Then it performs extra checks on the IP address to make sure you are allowed to access the site. Maybe certain countries are blocked or Cloudflare is trying to prevent a DDoS attack. 
If everything is okay, Cloudflare allows uh, the user to access the site on the real web server. Cloudflare isn't required to make sites function. It's not required to make sites function. In fact, sites functioned just fine before Cloudflare even existed. One could argue uh, one of Cloudflare's uh, roles is protecting sites that may maybe have different, different political views or sites like Kiwi Farms. That probably wouldn't exist on the open internet because they would be DDoSed or hacked. But Price said the internet infrastructure provider uh, what is having, but but he says that since he is an internet uh, internet infrastructure provider, he has the ability to do this. What it really sounds to me like he's mandating some sort of, or he wants some sort of government mandated in internet infrastructure provider. So there, so there's so much more required. They'll have to have oversight and regulation. This is an interesting approach that is going to be very interesting to see how this plays out. LG is putting uh, NFTs on your TV. You know, because NFTs have been so successful. Shortly after Samsung announced last week that they would be allowing users to buy and sell NFTs on their TVs, LG hit back saying that uh, users of LG TVs using WebOS 5.0 would be able to download the LG Art app, an app that would uh, allow you to buy and sell NFTs right there on your TV with popcorn on your lap. Once uh, the store finally gets some stuff in it, you'll be able to use, uh, you'll be able to find the NFTs that you're interested in and owning, scan the QR code on the TV and be able to pay via the Wally PTO app. Here's the real kicker for me. You have to pay with USDC. Yes, a pegged stablecoin. Those have never failed. LG's NFT store is built on Hedera, which describes itself as the most used sustainable enterprise public ledger for the decentralized economy. Unlike the Ethereum or Solana networks, many popular NFT marketplaces support. The Hedra network does not operate on the blockchain. It uses a blockchain alternative called Hashgraph. I personally haven't researched Hashgraph, but I have Hashgraph, but I have my suspicions that it's uh, probably less than a decentralized network. I'll report back to you on that one. The good news is, once you have uh, purchased your art, you'll be able to view it anytime right there in the LG art, art app. So like, you totally own the art and you just purchased, and if the app goes away because you are one of the only few users that used it, I have been very clear on my thoughts on NFTs. I think that an NFT to prove ownership in, say, a physical object, such as a house, car, statue, real painting, something I can hold in my hands that has value. But right-click, copy-paste, and MS Paint, now I own it, or get to use it for free. I think NFTs will fail, and they should fail. T-Mobile, the low-cost cell phone provider, turned low-cost cell phone provider and home internet provider, allegedly is lying to customers about their internet performance, claims three T-Mobile employees, two former and one current each of whom handles support calls for home internet. These call centers em employees have been told to say, we're upgrading the tower in an effort to get people off the phone so they can pad their stats. Apparently T-Mobile employees are penalized if the call goes longer than 10 minutes. So if the service isn't working, the employees are encouraged to say it's the tower. But in the same token, employees are also penalized if the user calls back with the same problem in the next seven days. T-Mobile reps, including the highest up engineers are encouraged to have user hard reset device and hope it works. And if that doesn't work, they'll just send a new unit. And of course, during that time, the user is out of internet. And, and as been pointed out on Reddit, a lot of times that doesn't even fix the issue. The real problem of the matter is the fact that T-Mobile reps have access to screens that when you call in and give your location, they can see what towers are actually being worked on. So that would, uh, so they would know right away that a tower is being upgraded. So they wouldn't even make you try to do the steps of hard resetting or any type of troubleshooting. Now, me, I worked in a call center, albeit mine was in collections, and if they were going to do a payment by phone, we were encouraged to stay on the phone for as long as possible to make sure we got it. I was convinced that every customer had their checkbooks in the trunk of their car, and they lived on the 40th floor of a high-rise. And they were all at home, 
and would always have, uh, and, and they always left the checkbook in the trunk. I also worked uh, in call tech support, which was very much different. It was, uh, it was to get the customers fixed as fast as possible, but the first thing you would do, always do, is have to de-escalate the situation and realized that the customer had probably been trying for an hour to make things work. And, uh, and at that point, they're of desperation to call in and sit on hold. They were just angry. I often tell my service reps, just handle my problem like you would handle yours. But finding out T-Mobile is allegedly treating their techs, I understand why this would be a hard thing for them to do. California passes a bill that, if signed into law, will, will require websites that are accessible to California to be proactively considering how the design of their site may pose danger to kids, including the algorithms and targeted advertising. The bill, if signed by Governor Gavin Newsom, will go into effect in 2024. It will also require the sites to show something obvious to let the user know that their location is being tracked. As you can imagine, companies, consequently most of them located in California, are concerned about the bill. The group TechNet, founded by Amazon, Apple, Meta, Google, Comcast, is very concerned about the bill. While this bill has uh, been improved, we remain concerned about its unintended consequences in California and across the country, said Dylan Hoffman, the group's uh, California and Southwest Executive Director, in a statement. As usual, with my fifth story, I don't have much to say about this. As a child of the 80s and 90s, we were inundated with targeted ads on Saturday morning during cartoons. There were whole focus groups dedicated to making sure that kids that watched G.I. Joe or Garfield and Friends had the best ads played to them that would get them to buy the toy or cereal. In my opinion, one of the good things that one of the things that make the internet great is its openness. If a child uh, was interested in circuits, there are so much information on the internet they could reach out to, and then eventually they could make their own information. The internet is an amazing place, but I feel like any law, uh, even with the best intention, could end up in the bad side of history. Are targeted ads really that bad? Showing a toy to the kid that they might want. If, if I wanted something as, as a child, my parents might have made it a goal that I get all gold stars this semester. And we can see about that toy. And of course, when the semester ended, gold stars or not, I didn't want whatever it was. And with that, have a great Wednesday. We'll see you on Friday. <laughs>